what's up folks welcome to another episode of smoke world i'm your host stone so go grab that stick go grab a glass whatever you're drinking let's sit back and have a conversation you can follow me on instagram at smoke world five zero and i tell you folks this every time send those emails into smoke world five zero at gmail.com today i'm sitting with my brothers noir and brother bake vargas e-money my brothers what is going on fellas well man how you doing oh man i'm chilling brother happy new year to the brothers we made it to the other side i got my glasses on nobody can see me so we ain't gonna talk too bad okay oh okay ain't the only guy Right. Hey, 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 okay, we look like we all might be getting there. You know, as the years well, grow, so do we. point in time, man. Yeah, as, you know, as the years grow, so do eyes. Get a little older, we need a carrots. You know how things. So what's going on, man? What's what's going on out here in these streets, fellas? What you smoking right now? I know you smoking something. What you smoking, brother, uh, Noir? I am smoking a blend that I'm thinking about putting out. It is a Sumatran wrapper with a Dominican binder and filler. I don't even know what to call it, but uh, I just lit up the foot. It's an interesting flavor. Mm-hmm. Well put together. Looks like a, a generous Corona, maybe a six-inch Corona, but it's definitely a 48 Vitola. So it's real, pretty good. Yeah, he's getting real technical over there. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what he does, yeah, brother. That's say, what yeah, he does, you know? He broke that thing down. You know, in, in my opinion, if the, when the first stick comes out for him, it's going to be named after his baby girl Nevaeh because she got him wrapped around his oh, finger so I like that name you though. know exactly oh, yeah that would be a tight that would be a tight cigar yeah, name right Nevaeh yeah wow I like that like, yeah yeah oh y'all like, heard it first well smoke world <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first folks what's going on with the lounges and anybody been in any lounges you know again we on the other side folks we down here in Delaware so uh you know some of the capacity based on the pandemic some of the lounges, you know, have to reduce uh, yeah. as far as how many folks can sit in the lounge. But nonetheless, we're blessed to have a lounge that's pretty large in size. We have to sit back, relax, still do what we need to do. Have you guys been getting out to uh, sit back and smoke, relax? Of course, man. Every chance I get. <laughs> Every up. chance how I get. How about you, brother? E-Money over here sitting here chilling like, you know, he on a well, you MTV know. video. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to let my man, my man Noir, uh, shine over here. It's, it's, it's his moment, really. I'm just tag teaming on the back end. Nah, so whoa, whoa, whoa. it's a family affair. Right, right, it, it right. It is right. a family affair. But I'm, I'm, I'm throwing all the shine to you and you, you and uh, you nah, and Noir. You know what I mean? It's all about smoke world and crypto. Nah, and baby, cigars, this, we baby. can't do it without nobody. This is what we you do. Know? This is what we do. So, <laughs> so yeah. So you know, with the whole situation with the uh, with COVID and so forth. Uh, it's 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 really funny how how the cigar culture has changed the last twenty years. Cause I remember when I was a young man, uh, it was frowned upon to smoke a cigar. And I've seen in the last five years, we you know we got E squared out there, we got Cigar Lounge that's been out there longer than than, mo- than yeah, most. Yeah, that's true. And then we had Spartan bounce up and and uh, and right over the line in Elkton. And now we have Sessions down the road. So um, you've gone from just having one uh, watering hole per se as far as a lounge to an, actually an opportunity and a variety of different lounges you know they all have their strengths and weaknesses um, I would say the only unfortunate thing is that in Delaware people are very finicky 
So it, it's yeah. it, it, it's one of those things where you're hot for one minute and then you're not the next. So right now everybody's pumping on cigar sessions because that seems to be the hot the, thing. The, the new the newness. It's like hip hop. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what that though, man? Sessions is nice though, bro. It is nice, bro. Oh yeah. I I think. Watch I think aesthetically Whoa, security. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think aesthetically and in terms of size and ventilation, Sessions is a great man. Oh, by, by the most. I mean, the the, the, yeah. the thing is banging. Like you go yeah. in, and you sit down, you in a nice comfy chair. Right. You know, if you got some hemorrhoids banging on you, they still comfortable. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know what I mean? So you could just sit there and be like nice and plump. And then, I mean, I remember the conversation I had with, I don't even remember if I had this conversation with you, Smoke. I remember when Dante went down and did the recon run, my main question was, how was the bathrooms? Because I needed to know if I had a clean bathroom to go to. That's very important. You know, and that thing is nice and clean and always sanitized and so forth. And not knocking the other places. No, not at all. It's just, hey, I mean, right now they are literally checking off all the boxes where you can't say no, right? You know, ventilation system, top notch. Uh, the the atmosphere, top notch. Yes. Yeah, uh, the the selection of cigars, top notch. Um, the 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 type of people that are there. That you know, it's a very diverse crowd. It is uh, the the individuals that you meet in there is top notch. Uh, the only thing that I would say would be the negative would be. If they if they would set something up where it's kind of like a BYOB type environment every once in a while where you're not forced to always buy from the from the bar, I think they would get a lot more from just having a day or two or or or, or a certain type of membership because they're gonna make their money on the cigars at that point in time. Oh, definitely, you know. I like it. I like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you have to open up a. Uh your own cigar lounge now. Okay, so you got your ideas. I like yeah, your ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, but so, so I'm, I'm going go so, to I'm gonna go to Smoke World Finance and get a loan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, that, and at that Call point in time, and then, I, then at that time, you know, I'll, I'll break out that brick and mortar on Yes, me, indeed. You Call know? the 800 number. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> what was the number on that? 1-800-665-8902. <laughs> <laughs> Not for you. Exactly. <laughs> There's no money there. Oh. <laughs> All circuits are busy at the time. Please Shut call down. again later. Exactly. Your call is important to us, but please hold the line. Hold the line. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No doubt, no doubt. What we drinking here? What's this, brother? What's we got. Uh, we, we brought some Jefferson Reserve in. Um, this was given to me uh, at one of um, at one of uh, a close friend's party we had because of the COVID. You know, we had to really really think out the box this year for birthday parties and so forth and unfortunately a lot of people turned 50 this year so they really wasn't able to bang out like they normally did so one of the uh guests that came through knew i was a bourbon drinker knew the crew was a bourbon drinker okay. and brought this through for me so it's been sitting on tuck so i thought yesterday and today would be like the great day to, to pull them well, out hey i appreciate that brother you know? it's a very 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 fine drink yeah. speaking of drinks brother you know during the holiday season won't mention no names there was a brother who had blessed the crew with some homemade brew <laughs> has a name to it just like you i got my freestyle give me a beat <laughs> but yeah bro so uh you know e you want to kind of piggyback off of that because this guy he looked just like you a little bit what they, they say it's me so uh that's what they see in the streets talking brother you know people don't know man i'm, I'm that culture called puerto rican right so 
Puerto Rico. So, you know, I, I was blessed to learn at a young age. My mom sat down and taught me how to make um, coquito the old school way. So, uh, give you the background on my parents and so forth. So, I, I honestly think I was a, a, a oops, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, my youngest brother. A lot of us me, was oops. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I really think I was a oops because my, my, my oldest, youngest brother to me is 11 years older, right? So, you think. After eleven years, why you want to deal with poopy pampers and and and, <laughs> and, and, and poopy and teething and all that crazy stuff, right? right so, right. Um, my mom and dad were, were were older at the time and so forth, and my, and my parents are depression era babies. Okay. So, um, they she learned how to do things the old school way when it came, even when it came down to washing clothes. So a lot mm-hmm. of things I learned, I learned from her. So she taught me how to make coquito. So, for me, um, before you know, you always take things. When you're younger, for granted, you know mm-hmm. it's like it's like okay, you make it, big deal, da 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 da. Uh, but for me, right now, um, it's a tribute to my mom every year, uh, to, to, to spread her love and her happiness. Um, so I just make a whole bunch, spend a whole bunch of money. I'm in the kitchen like the Mad Hatter. I kick my <laughs> wife, out. I kick my wife out the house. She's not even allowed in the kitchen to yeah, see what the ingredients is, are. Folks, let me, I, I, I hate making. to interrupt you right here, folks, but this guy's really serious about. Not letting you know what the hell. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, when he say he kick his wife out, yeah, he, he meant he, that. He's telling the truth. <laughs> I have to put that disclaimer out because yeah, folks yeah. might have just thought that was just no, 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 no. Or, you or, or, are literally kicking her out. Yeah, kick, kicking her out. Or or I do some old secret squirrel stuff. Like she'll say, I'm going to lunch with my wife, uh, her best friend, uh, at, at two o'clock. So at two o'clock, I start making the coquito. When you know, at one thirty, she leaves or. One o'clock. Mm-hmm. By the time she get back, it's already made. So, it, it's wow. uh, no no opportunity to mm, you know. And I've, and I've had people try to reverse engineer. You know, they they taste <laughs> and they go cinnamon. Vanilla. Little ginger. Yeah, yeah. I, I can taste the rum. Yeah, I'm sure you can. So you're really not going to, like, you know, get a secret up. Obviously, now don't smoke rock, you know. But I'm thinking maybe after we get off the air, we can have a conversation. Nah, the most uh, the most smoke world's ever going to get is a is a running a running bottle every year given wow. to the house. Folks, so, y'all hear that? You know. We know where you live at. We know where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> we know where he lives. Yo, that's a banger, brother. Thank I'm you, trying brother. to tell you. Thank you, brother. Listen, I wish, I wish you could sell it some kind of way because we're telling these folks out here, they're getting... Mouth all watery. Getting in. I want to taste that. Yeah, Folks, it, I don't know how you can do it. It's funny how yeah, you mentioned that smoke because I was at uh, the Hallmark store in Fox Run, mm-hmm. and um, and I was picking up some items during a holiday, and I, I was ear hustling the sister that was next to me, and she said, was talking to her husband, and she was like, "Did you pick up the coquito?" And I'm like, "Pick up the coquito." So I had to ask her how much she was paying. For a bottle, right? So I, I was like, you know, I, I asked her, you know, and uh, she was like, "I pay fifty dollars a bottle." I'm like, fifty. You're the wrong business, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 But yeah, you, but you bro. know, man, I mean, and that's when I say it's a banger, it's a banger, folks. But, right. but, but, but see, I, I don't think I would enjoy it, man, if 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 I was making it for money. You know what I mean? Nah, but no, 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 no. You got to scale up, bro. Yeah, you I, don't bro. have to make it. 
Yeah, you but give then, two but then trusted I gotta give people. up them good ingredients, and uh, you know what I mean. Well, you know, there's hey. only two people that got the ingredients right now, and, and those are my two nephews. Right, you know. Well, hold on, I gotta got stop you right there. You know, KFC had a secret recipe. Yeah, but so, they, but you know they changed the flavor. That's why they suck now. Well, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> Not after they didn't make them millions of dollars. Okay. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. They like, yeah, screw you. Yeah, they we already made our bill. It's all good at that point. <laughs> I mean, they might be in the billions. They said we good. That's we to make this money. Yeah, so. They're no PepsiCo. They all right. Something you got to sleep on, man. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you got a hell of a drink. We tell them folks about this drink. They're listening to us, thinking, all right, these mother effers talking all this smack. We can't taste it. That's true. That's true. We need to change that. That's true. Something to think about. It's 2021. Everybody who had it, boom, stamp of approval. That's true. So I'm trying to tell you, folks, it's a banger. But it's always a stamp of approval when it's free. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's just telling you, okay, that's like crap. Right. The price is real cheap right now. Right. But I'm going to get you on the comeback. Right. And on the buck up. Yeah, so yeah. it's ain't no different from the Walmart. Yeah. When you go to Walmart, <laughs> yeah, you go yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You come back on the re-up. Yeah, but you know, you coming. Yeah, but you know what, man? I, I, on a rollback. I, I, no, I can't put no cut on my computer. I can put cut on some yayo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's my dog. <laughs> You know, I can't, yes, you know what I mean? I can, I, I can, I can stamp it and, and, and brick it up and re-rock it at that, man. I no can't doubt. do that with no coquito, man. Well, I'm sorry, yo. I went back to my, my hood days, Yeah, but well, that's all right. But <laughs> you might have to be able to do that with the coquito. We, you see, know. We never know. We never you, man. So it's like, okay, so you only working with one mind right now. Yeah. That's when you incorporate the mastermind. Yeah, that's yo, true. My that's man, true. you put way too much of that rum up in there. Drop that back a little bit. Drop it, but drop it Cut back that. a couple, couple, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple ounces here and there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That runs. Yeah. You know the game. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. Y'all listen to this. Mind your business. <laughs> 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 Woo! Mind your business. Yo, man, it's been a crazy week this week, brothers. <laughs> a crazy week. Mm-hmm. And I don't do politics on the show, and I don't think we're gonna say it's politics. But it's been a crazy week. What happened on Wednesday at the Capitol? Talk to me, brothers. What are we talking about right now? At the end of the day, hey, we love our cigar family. You know, we got different ethnicities, we got different backgrounds, but we keeping it real. This is what we call keeping it real. These folks was able to go into the Capitol, walk around, sit on desks, take selfies, take videos. Come on, man. Don't get quiet on me. Come on, son. Come on, son. <laughs> What y'all think about that? Go ahead, man. I'm, I'm going to lead it off like this. I served in the military. Thank you for your service, sir. Uh, you're welcome. Whatever. Bottom line is, man, as minorities, when you look at it doesn't matter, black, brown, how this country has treated us. What's funny is, us three sitting in here, we, we all know it's a double standard. Roger that. Right? We all know it's a double standard. It just took Wednesday for the world to see it. And to see that it's a double standard. For them to finally see what, 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 what Noor's father, grandfather, great-grandfather, your father father, great-grandfather, uncles that all the brothers have endured for years and years and years, right? But what was the kicker was that it was 
privileged America that did whatever they wanted to do and there was no repercussions behind it. And as a patriot, as soon as them boots would have hit them steps, in my mind, you're an insurrectionist, you're a traitor, you are a combatant, and you are a domestic terrorist. So at that point in time, all of them should have been shot. Y'all may think I'm a little harsh. I really don't give a fuck because that's how it is. Because really, truly, if it was brown or black people on them steps, it wouldn't have been four people that was arrested. It would have been 400 and there would have been 4,000 bodies out there laying down because they would have had shoot on site orders to, to, to just I, let, I, I to let loose. Absolutely. To let loose. So for me, and I'm going to pass it on to, to, to Noir on this one because we were having a discussion about it and we've been having a discussion about it, is that now I'm at a point in my life where... You know, I've always had to deal with racism, and I get away with it because I look Caucasian if I don't speak. Okay, if I drop my voice a couple octaves, hello, how are you? I could get away with it. <laughs> is that how it is now? <laughs> That's how it is. Let's keep it one hundred. But let's on 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 some real. When I when I moved from New York, now everybody knows New York. If you live on one side or the other, you're gonna beef, unless you got brothers that live in the same neighborhood. You gonna have if you live in Black Harlem, you in Spanish Harlem. Them cats is always beefing, left, unless you got brothers that live on the same block together that's black and white. Then it's a, or Spanish or whatever. Then they all they all mesh together because mm -hmm. that's their block, that's their hood. But when I came down here from Delaware, bro, it's under the carpet racism. All right, and I remember moving down here, and it was like we came down to get a better life, and it's like I had to fight the white boys in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know. Or fight the white boys in the afternoon. Why? Because I'm Puerto Rican. You know what I mean? My dad, my dad was a couple shades lighter than you, Stone. You know what I mean? My mom was my complexion. So I remember these cats, you know, stopping their cars and, and peeling out, wheel, wheeling out their cars in front of our house, talking about y'all niggas need to leave, leave spit. And then it was a pool. There was a, a a community pool behind our house where it was a membership. And these cats used to jump the fence at night. And they used to literally, as they was jumping off the diving board, saying, fuck you, Spick. Fuck you, Spick. Fuck you, Spick. So even through all that, my mother and father always taught me to love and to care for everybody equally. No judgment. But this stuff that happened on Wednesday, now when I look at a Caucasian brother, I'm like, is he friend or fuck? Mm -hmm. I, I was never like that until Wednesday. Because that now I'm like, these Trumpians, these minions that Trump got... Is like everywhere, cause think about it. Seventy million voted for him. Yeah. Right. And 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 I heard I heard I heard a quote uh, a while ago, um, and 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 it's very profound and it's always stuck with me, is that, you know, you are what you defend. So how can you not tell me you a racist if you're defending these views? You know. And if if you look at what happened at the Capitol, there there was symbolisms that was there that really caught caught my stomach. And one of them was that rebel flag being inside that Capitol. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was like, yo, we, we, we captured America with this flag being inside. Mm. You know, as a vet, I think a lot about the oath that we took in MEPS. And Vargas, you, you understand where I'm coming from when I say this. We took an oath to defend 
the Constitution of the United States Preach it, brother. against enemies both foreign and domestic. Not a president, not a political ideology, but the Constitution. And for decades, more than a century, the Constitution has been enforced with two separate tiers. And I think about the BLM protests over the summer where you had soldiers standing on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial armed to the teeth and the sister that got killed for crossing the line uh, at one of the BLM protests a couple years ago she was shot and then I fast forward to Wednesday when you see Capitol Police moving the fences allowing people to come in Mm -hmm. and while in the Capitol I understand why they didn't engage them I get that because like I said last night everybody deserves to go home you know what I mean but to openly suggest or infer or say that you are going to overthrow the government of the United States is sedition and an affront to the Constitution. And, you know, I agreed with you last night when you said that you felt like you needed to go and defend the Capitol. I agreed with that premise. Yeah, yeah. But... What what would happen to us, bro? And that's what I was getting ready to get to. You know what I'm saying? What would happen to me? We will be killed for trying to defend the Capitol Mm. if we showed up armed. Yeah. I don't think there'd be no doubt about that. Which goes back to the two tiers that I was talking about. Two tiers of enforcement for the law and the Constitution. So... I have a situational and operational awareness of what's happening. Situational awareness, the commander on the ground sees. It was a real shit show Wednesday. Operational awareness, the colonel, the general, back at headquarters a few thousand miles away. This is what they see. That was an event that needed to happen to awaken the hearts and minds of people. And for those folks who feel like they can violently overthrow the government of the United States, be very mindful that the people who are suggesting you do this are paper patriots. Those same fuckers who complained about bone spurs and six, heart murmurs. Six-time draft dodger. Draft dodgers. On both sides of the political spectrum, you have real patriots. People who have served, not just in the military, but also in federal service and public sector service. Right? Be very mindful of the things that you do and what you say. Because everybody wants that smoke. But they don't want the fire that comes with it. Nah. Mm. So be very mindful when when you read these these you know tweets these, these tweets 
Facebook posts. And these polls that tell you, you know, 40% of conservatives feel like the election was rigged. Maybe you can't count. But that means 61% of the country doesn't feel that way. For those of you who feel that it's okay to censor my vote and to subdue my vote and my choice for who leads this government, be very mindful that you are outnumbered. Be very mindful of that. So, as a libertarian, you feel free to say what you want. I don't really care. No, it's a constitutional right. Right. But but also 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 these these fake ass right wing extremists, Antifa, whoever the hell else you are. Listen, bro. Listen. When you out at your camps and you shooting at cans. Tin cans don't shoot back, no, motherfuckers. They don't. They don't boom, shoot boom. back, son. So listen, there's brothers out here. We very quiet. We docile. We try to stay under the radar because, listen, that's what we have to do in order to survive. Because I'm going to keep it 100. Everybody that's listening, as black men, as minority men in this world, we got to work three to five times harder than the average person. We don't have, we don't go, we don't go smoke cigarettes with Joe and Chad and Chet and get bumped up in, in promotions. So listen, we, we know how to work hard. We know how to grind. We know how to sacrifice. We know how to have our dick in the mud. So just be mindful that, hey, listen, you want that smoke? Like Nora said, you can get that smoke. You can get that smoke. And there's many other people that feel that way. And what y'all forgetting about the most is you can talk all that trash you want. Let them shock troopers in them big cities come out at you. And what I'm talking about is them gangbangers. Because those are our shock troopers. Hitler had his shock troopers. Yo, the hood got their shock troopers. And them young boys ain't going to go away quietly into the night. Because listen, they already desensitized. So they ain't got no problem giving no smoke. And every police officer that might hear this already understands what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that from a negative perspective. Because every brother that's, that's in blue needs to come home every night. But they know what they got to deal with every time when they deal with somebody like that. Dumb cats don't care. They don't kick fair ones no more. Just mm. keep your politics, keep your beliefs, keep your ideologies to yourself. Can I, can I, can I expand on that? Go can I it. expand on that? If you want to talk politics with somebody, I have one question to ask you. Because this is how I feel about every American that I deal with. I'm willing to lay my life down for a fellow American. Unless you're willing to do that for me, don't talk to me about politics. If, and, I, and I'm saying for a person I don't know. So on, on some real, if you cannot come and talk to me and tell me that you're willing to lay your life down and put your life down for my wife, my family, your neighbor, with any hesitation, don't talk politics to me. Because it's not even worth it at that point in time. Because I know, I, know what, I know what you are at that point in time. You a paper patriot. You all talk. You all talk. You a Crayola crayon. You all talk in color. That's it. Do you think there's an answer? Or, I mean, there's a lesson to be learned, obviously. What do you think the next move is? Well, the next move right now is... You know, I've been seeing these funny Facebook posts and so forth, and they were saying, hey, and I, I don't want to quote it exactly, but it says basically in so many words, 
don't shoot us like you don't shoot them. Right? Mm-hmm. No. That. Shoot them motherfuckers like you shoot us. Because the only way privileged America is going to learn, because listen, every time something happens to them, they have the financial means to get out of stuff. They know somebody that's connected somewhere to brush it under the rug. Hey, is there any way we could get make this go away? That's the favorite term. Mm-hmm. You know that, bro. You know that. So the the question that everybody that I, that I ask every minority in the world or in America is this: Which pill do you want to Which pill do you want to take? The blue pill or the red pill? Because I saw a Facebook post the other day, or a video, excuse me. And, 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 and the white girl from Tennessee said it's a revolution. Okay, if it's a revolution, then hey, we as minorities need to realize which side we're going to fight on. Do we fight on, we already know the current America is fucked up. Okay? But how, what do you want to deal with? It's kind of like being with a certain person in your life when you're married or whatever, right? You already know their faults. Mm-hmm. Do you think this person that's, that's portraying themselves as being so much better is, is the better option for a spouse? You already know all this person's faults. So do you decide to go with the blue pill and say, I already know this country's already fucked up. We're in a beautiful-ass house, brother. If, if we let the other side win, we ain't going to be able to be in this. Say it again. I ain't going to be able to live across the street from, from, from Noir. We're not going to be able to podcast. I'm, I'm lucky. I might be a house nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, like, I'm that light. But what about the rest? So we need to think about <clears throat> what side, if it gets down that bad. Because if you think about it, in the end, what, what have we always wanted was just to be given our basic hu- human rights. And if you don't want to give it to us, when do we say enough is enough? But now even them human rights are being taken and threatened. But at least we know it's messed up. But then these cats over here that sacked the Capitol the other day don't want you to have any. So that's the first thing we got to think about. And then there needs to be some kind of purge or something that needs to be done within the Capitol itself to start screening these individuals. That's our senators and our congressmen. Mm -hmm. Because... These individuals, if, if you think about it, if you think about every president that's ran for, for president, uh, um, that's ran for president, except for like in the old times or whatever, most of these cats is already millionaires. It's yeah. just another feather in their hat. Yeah. Right? Same, there might, a, a couple congressmen, a couple senators or whatever, there's a few that's not well-to-do, well-off, doesn't have the pedigree, but the most of them, what sacrifices have they made? What sacrifices have they endured? Mm-hmm. So do we need do we need to start putting people in place that can at least have an idea of what the everyday struggle is? I don't know. And that's the difficult answer that you pose, brother. What is the next step? My next step is I just want everybody to be enlightened as to what if. What happens if? Are you willing to make the sacrifice if? You know? Noir. My... My answer is leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Keep your politics to yourself. Keep your ideology to yourself. Keep your religion to yourself. Keep all those things that you want to to impose upon me to yourself. I don't go out looking for trouble. I don't bother people. 
<clears throat> I don't try to convince or sway people to believe the things that I believe or disbelieve. Leave me alone. That's all I want. Now, if your ideology requires you to make me act or think a certain way or means that I have to do something that I am ideologically opposed to, one of those two things can't coexist. Mm -hmm. So as long as you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. You can think whatever you want, say whatever you want. This is a great country. We have those types of freedoms. But keep your bullshit to yourself. That, that's all I'm going to say on that. Now, the next step, the current occupant of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me have several days <clears throat> until his term is up. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's conversation in reference to some options to remove him prior to that date. Right. 25th Amendment, Article 4, which states he's incompetent to perform his duties mm -hmm. as the president. Impeachment. Mm -hmm. which obviously speaks for itself will be his second impeachment and I believe the first president throughout the U.S. history to be impeached twice right now my feeling on the 25th amendment because again article 4 kind of spells out a third of the cabinet the vice president makes these moves to move forward with that, but he gets to argue that. He gets to respond to say that they say we can't you can't perform your duties. He has an option. And, and like any other legal argument to respond, I can. Impeachment. If I'm understanding this correctly, this would preclude him from running in the future for any office. But if, then uh, if he's convicted in the Senate, correct. Right. So again What's your feeling based on the fact that we're looking at 11, 12, 11 days prior to departure? Let me put on my conspiracy theory hat. Ooh, Break ahead, it down, brother. baby. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> I got one of those, too. I'll just keep it in the basement. I think... It's a nice basement. <laughs> I think he's already... I think they've already done that. When you say done that, you have to expand, sir. The audience, twenty fifth amendment, article four. I think they've already done that. I just don't think they've publicized that. And you say this based on what? If you take the news reporting at face value, it was Nancy Pelosi and Vice President Pence who reached out to the Department of Defense to have the D.C. Army National Guard deployed to the Capitol to provide security and set up a perimeter. Mm -hmm. According to the Constitution, only the President of the United States can activate the D.C. Army National Guard because D.C. is not a state. That's correct. Okay. Pence does not have the power to do that. So one of two things happened. Either Trump called them or Pence called them according to Trump's surrogates Trump was reveling in the fact that there were people tearing up the capital 
and was hesitant and resistant to calling the National Guard for almost two hours. According to that same reporting, it was Vice President Pence who had the National Guard coordinated Maryland and Virginia State Police and Muriel Bowser who coordinated with the Capitol Police to have Metro PD on the Capitol complex and a show of force to remove people, right? If Pence did that, communicated with the DOD, that is a violation of the Constitution because he is not commander-in-chief, commander-in-chief, only Trump is. Couple that with the fact that the POTUS account, his personal account, across most major social media platforms have been silenced. Mm -hmm. I think he has been effectively rendered inert. Mm. The fact that Nancy Pelosi and Pence feel it's prudent to reach out to the DOD to have Trump's ability to launch nuclear strikes, nuclear strikes, and military action to be revoked to be curtailed okay. tells me something has already happened you got Elaine Cho and Bessie DeVos cabinet members who resigned who up until Wednesday were all in Trump's corner I think something's happened already and we're not being told that something happened for fear that the country will really burn up like the for fear that those people who follow Trump would really do something. And I think it'll come out later that he was effectively neutered. But I think the 25th has already been declared. So this is smoke and mirrors that you this believe? is all smoke, smoke and, and mirrors. mirrors right now. Dog and pony show 100 percent. So you agree with that concept? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I would never. Um, we, we know we talked about this last night, and uh, when when you look at uh, the laws that are in place, uh, Pence doesn't have the authority to move forward at all. And there well, was that. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to push back and give you the uh, not just conspiracy theory, but again, if we're talking about face value, right, right, now, face value. We, we're talking about a president we know who lies all day, every day. The video that he put out after, mm -hmm. he claims, again, very careful with the word claims with dealing with this individual. He claims he notified the National Guard. So there's now a conflict and story of who actually did what. But based on his past precedents, do we believe anything he says? He states he notified the National Guard. Again, going back to so, what so you let, said, let, he, and then the information that came out right. prior to so, was so, so let, let, Pence was the notification let's, factor. Let's, let's, let's look at Trump's record from, from the at, beginning. Well, absolutely, you have to. Right, right? His, <laughs> his, his whole, his, what really concerned me about when Trump won, right, was not the fact that he won on merit, not the fact that he was just a better candidate in the fact, at the time he was for the situation, because he was able to manipulate it. Okay, we had he we Trump portrays himself to be 
a fool, okay? But he takes the old Ford ideology of, I'm going to put the smartest people around me to find out what needs to be done. He may not move on what needs to be done, but he finds loopholes in the system to move forward, okay? Let's look at his, let's look at his track record. His track record is, what was his whole campaign on? Fallacy. Mm -hmm. Mudslinging. It was never, but it, uh, and uh, the main mantra was, let's make America great again, okay? But his whole, if you look at his debates, if you look at when he had an a, a issue that someone questioned him on, he never held him, he was never held accountable, he never held himself accountable, and it was always someone else's fault, all right? So for him to claim that he did it, I'm 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 with Noir on that. Yeah, you, you know. Say what you want to say. Say what you want to say, okay? Maybe he did, but was it was it because he wanted to do it, or was it that someone said and got in his ear and said you need to you need to mobilize these troops because it's going to really get ugly, and you don't want you you don't have any bodies on your hand at that time. Remember, it was right. only it was only one reported body. And that was that woman that, that tried to climb through the window, right? It could have easily escalated to 10, 15, 20 Capitol Police mm -hmm. being murdered, right? And he may have finally decided to move forward and make that call because someone recommended for him to move so that this way he doesn't have any body counts on him. Because once the body counts get on him, then it's it, it's 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 harder to get out of that rabbit hole. Before we go further, I want to say shout out to Joe Jorgensen, Joe Jorgensen for president, twenty twenty four. That was the person that I voted for in this election. Uh, I am not a Democrat or Republican fan. These uh, words are not smoke world disclaimers in this oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he went, he, he went far right on us, right? <laughs> no, Shout out to Joe Jordan. Yeah, look at that. He's like, where you going with this, bro? But, you know, I think... I think... If I use the COINTEL profiles as an example for the shady stuff that the government can and will do, it's not a far reach to think that Trump was effectively and not physically and not violently but in terms of his authority decapitated meaning the power of the presidency was significantly cut on Wednesday with him as the president by I whom I mean who under what authority I, I honestly think that the 25th so was invoked I, I, I okay. honestly agree that they show they show cabinet members hiding and so forth, but I think once they got back to business, I think they, in my opinion, I think at some point in time, the vote went through, just like, like Noir says, and it was invoked during that hostile takeover of the Capitol. Okay, now the question Be I have, too, not to cut you, sorry. Sure, sir. sure, no worries. If there is a possibility that both things can happen. The 25th Amendment and impeachment. 
I, I don't know. I'm not a scholar. I haven't studied that. So I don't know if both things can happen simultaneously. Well, not simultaneously, but just can actually happen. Okay, then you're saying, you know, you say you put your conspiracy hat on, that, okay, 25th Amendment's been implemented, but yet come tomorrow, Monday, there's articles of impeachment going to the floor. I think... Again, but there could be smoke and mirrors again. Trump is up, mirrors. Trump has upended so much of what is considered the norm. We are in, in a constitutional crisis because we don't have anything for the Constitution to deal with what we're seeing mm-hmm. specifically. Some would suggest, like Clyburn from South Carolina, that you could impeach him in the house now and then after Biden's first 100 days send it over to the Senate when you have a Democratic majority some suggest that there should be no impeachment some suggest that there should be no 25th amendment just ride it out just ride it out yeah but but the problem with just riding it out brother is that um do, do if, if you honestly think of the human psyche, okay? The human the human memory is short when it chooses to be. Most of the people out here aren't going to remember what happened four years ago or what happened Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be ingrained in their minds, right? Um, and some may disagree because I mean it's ingrained in mind, but. When I say ingrained, I'm talking about ingrained to where it where it mentally and spiritually affects you. Okay, we as minority men, we will, will, will be will be it will be branded into our soul, and I'm 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 talking about I'm talking about a pledge brand, hot iron come into your soul, flesh burning. For us, right. These privileged Americans aren't going to remember. The Susie housemaker who lives in the abyss is not going to remember because it doesn't affect them. So their minds are going to be short. So the best way to keep this monster out of office is to run the 25th. You have to because everybody will forget in four years. Everybody will forget mm-hmm. about how he didn't handle the COVID situation. Remember quoted words, our borders are safe. Okay? Borders didn't get shut down with the UK because he had financial transactions going on and obligations going on with the UK. That was the last border to be closed because there was financial gain for him. Okay, so this has to be enacted because if not, memories are too short, too short, because people will not remember. Think, look, look at it this way: as as military personnel, you and I knew are stone, you know, in, in your occupation. Everybody remembers what they was doing during nine eleven. Everybody, we remember what we still fight for for nine eleven. You got these young bucks coming up. 
that's 18 joining the Corps, that's 18 joining the Army, and they're saying, what we fighting for? Nigga, a building got blown the fuck up mm-hmm. on American soil by hostile terrorists. That's what the fuck we fighting for, but they forgetting. So if, if, if these parents weren't smart enough to teach these young bucks what to do, what's going to happen to us in four? I think I think America is coming to an inflection point. And just like there are financial market cycles, I think every 80 to 100 years there are cycles of war. But why is that? Mainly it's always because what do wars do? Create the economy and they also they also reduce the amount of individuals living, the population itself. Go ahead. I think this, I think what we're witnessing are the precursors to a tempest that is coming. Won't be 2020. I mean, it won't be 2021. 2024, 2025, Something is coming. And the way we view the world will change forever. And as much as I want to be left alone to just live, love my wife, raise my kids, be a good citizen and be a good person, I think something is coming that's going to change all of us and will do irreparable damage to all of us. And I think what we're witnessing over the last four years are precursors to an event that's going to happen that's going to just move the world into conflict. Are you able to expand a little bit on your concept of the word something? When you, sure. say, when you say something, what are you thinking? World War One. King was shot. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, there were ideological differences all across Europe. But a king was shot. And that launched the world into a world war. The 80 years before that, you had, yeah, 80 years before that, You had the Battle of Fort Sumter where the South was upset about the revenue that they were being asked to pass North. People think the Civil War was about slavery. No one cared about our black asses. Mm -mm. It had absolutely nothing to do with us. It was about taxation. It's about Mm -hmm. taxation on them crops down in in cotton fields, yo. You go back 80 years prior to Fort Sumter. Well, let's go to the American Revolution. Yeah, that, 80, that, 80, 86 80 years, years before. 1774, 75. Right. 1774, now you've got 75. the American Revolution. So you've got these 80 to 100 year cycles where the war, where the world is at war. And if you think about World War II, 
and you calculate that five-year period, we're up for another cycle. Now, I'm a finance guy, mm-hmm. specifically a crypto guy. I pay attention. I pay attention to cycles and markets because they're far more accurate than any technical or fundamental analysis that you can do. This is a cycle. This is cyclical. It's coming. Whether it's 80 years on the nose, 83, 88, 90 years. 105. Right. But it's coming. You have a number of dictators and despots in the world that have ideological differences from the West. You have a resurgence of slavery in North Africa. You have the eventual decline of petroleum and oil usage in the world. And you have financial forces that oppose all of those things. Those two things can't exist together in a vacuum. Something is coming. And no amount of preparation can prepare you for that. So yesterday we were talking and some folks disagree with what I said, but this is not my fight. Not yet. This is not my fight yet. It will be. There will be a time where I will be forced to act. There will be a time when my children may be forced to act. But this is not my fight. So when I look at what's happening right now, and when I think, you know, to go back to your your question, Sun Tzu said that there are three, three actions that can be performed in war. Attack, retreat, and wait. Waiting is not doing nothing. Waiting is waiting. Mm-hmm. Waiting is observation. I am waiting to see what happens. I'm waiting because there is no next steps. As long as you have people who believe that they are aggrieved and they are wrong and they are justified for trampling upon your rights and your rights, there are no next steps for them. There is no reconciliation because people live in a bubble and we all in some shape, form or fashion suffer from cognitive dissonance. So there is no rationalizing with these people. We just have to wait for what comes next. And, and I agree with him wholeheartedly because if you if you look at if you look at uh, if you go back to the Hitler youth camps, right, and you look at history in its day, uh, during during pre World Second World War Two Germany, uh, Germany was in disarray, mm-hmm. right, and uh, uh, when you look at all the negatives that Germany expanded onto the world uh, some of the things that, that they did was 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 that 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 party did was amazing you know they created the autobahn which in essence is our our our, our interstate system to a degree okay just not as wide uh, but we have speed limits they don't right um, they had these work programs they had uh, uh, section 8 housing but it really wasn't section 8 it was 
uh, common housing where everybody got paid an equal paid, uh, paid labor, almost basically on 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 a on, on a union basis. Okay. You, you got the Volkswagen. Right. <laughs> but, but 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 when you but when you really when you really look at it and and what they did as a whole to whole of Germany, it was either you with us or you against us. And they brainwashed a lot of folks. And the support with Noah saying, like, they have a website out there. They have mailings every day. They're, they're pushing out all these publications. And they're just blinding these individuals and blinding these individuals. And they're saying, you know what, Smoke World? That Smoke World guy, hey, Chad, he took your job. Because why? You know, they had to have a black man hired over you for quota basis. Hey, little Susie, you didn't get into school because they had to have a certain quota for a certain amount of minorities. And they are just feeding this people with hate upon hate upon hate. So there's really no turning back. My ideology compared to my brother's ideology is, is wait. My ideology is, let me go get this AR and stand next to these brothers down at the Capitol and buck off right next to them. Because guess what? They ain't got to pay me to shoot nobody. I'll do it for free. Uh. <laughs> Give me a ham sandwich <laughs> and a 40 ounce since you, since you want since, 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 since to stereotype me. You know what I mean? Uh. Oh, man. That's interesting. You say, uh, Noir, something's coming. It is, brother. Right. So now, what we're dealing with now, at least what we see from the past Wednesday, not say internal issue, but something here in the States, opposed to worldwide. Now, how do you think that affects, or how did that leak out? Because you mentioned some other things that are going on in different countries. Based on where we're at right now, internal, internal being the United States, an internal issue, how do you think that boils out? to the rest of the world because the rest of the world obviously watched and took watched what took place. They all saw on Wednesday, okay, just what we talked about earlier, the two different justice systems, okay, that was for the world was on the world stage that, okay, had that been black or brown people storming that capital, the results would have been a whole lot different. <clears throat> okay, let me preface my comments really quickly. I am a believer of Marcus Garvey. So everything that I view in the world, I view through a financial lens. More financial lens and less a racial lens. Okay. World of Nations all right. day, the book. Okay. So as a Garveyite, when I think about how the world saw what happened Wednesday, they watched the country that has the world's reserve currency go through a potential coup d'etat, one that they have never seen before, right? Combine that with the fact that we've increased the money supply by 23% over the last four years. You are gonna start seeing countries diversify their exposure to American bonds, 
and holding American dollars, you're going to see countries like the BRICS nation, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, move away from using U.S. dollars to purchase oil and for trade. You have the IMF already talking about the Great Reset. And you have the United States, the United Nations talking about this monumental event for 2030. And that monumental event may be the yen being the standard instead of the American dollar. The yen or the, uh, what's the, uh, the renminbi, yeah. the Chinese dollar. Mm. So when you look at that, what, what do we, what, what, what is our normally our strength? Is our currency? and our military power. Mm -hmm. You lose any one of those, what do we have at the negotiation table anymore? That's why we killed Gaddafi. That's not conspiracy theory. People think that, you know, my conservative friends like to say that blame uh, Obama and Hillary Clinton for blowing up Libya and toppling a despot. Gaddafi, in my opinion, was not a despot. He just wasn't willing to kiss our ass. No, no. And fuck kiss your ass. He told us to go fuck ourselves, bro. Right. But the reason, the reason, the reason he was overthrown, the only reason he was overthrown is because Gaddafi talked about creating a continental currency the same way the euro is set up in Africa called the Afro. The Afro was going to be backed by gold. And if all 53 nations of Africa, I think it's 53, I may be wrong. If all of the nations of the African continent backed the Afro and had that currency backed by gold, overnight, Europe, Russia, Asia, America, North America, all of these continents, all of these countries would immediately be poor overnight because their money wouldn't be worth nearly what the Afro was worth. And whenever you seek to do something that upends the power of the United States and the Western world, we give you freedom. And what I mean by freedom is we bomb the fuck out of you. Mm. Ask Saddam Hussein. Or ask Bashar al-Assad. Or or they kill you and take you out of power. Ask Noriega. Right. Or ask Maduro, which is what they're trying to do to him right now. Ask Hugo Chavez what they were trying to do to him when he was running Venezuela. Mm. Ask uh, what's your boy over there in Cuba who just passed away? Um... Fidel. Right. Ask Fidel what they did to him. Right? I'm not saying that the things that they say that these people have done is wrong. What I'm saying from a libertarian perspective is it's none of my business. Mm. I think about so many of my brothers and sisters in arms who've lost their lives in foreign nations fighting unnecessary wars. Foreign interest is what they, is the oath we take at the MEP station, right? To 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 protect and honor foreign interests. Go ahead. 
You want to make America great again? Stop being a fucking colonial power and bring them home. Let's take that money that we spend on the military. Let's get these vets off the street. Mm. Let's get rid of this homeless crisis. Let's feed feed people. people. Let's start producing things instead of being the world's largest consumer. The reason the the United States has the world's largest economy is not because we produce things. It's because we buy things. All our production, all our production facilities have literally, have literally dissipated and disappeared. If you go, if you go, and again, uh, uh, I'm getting put my conspiracy hat on. What's one of the quickest way to enable a country to be able to fight? Right. We have all these contracts, military contracts, with outside countries to produce F-17s and F-21s and F-99s and whatever the case may be. Okay, if any if anybody has noticed or, or learned anything throughout the COVID situation is, bro, we couldn't even buy a freaking mountain bike over here if we wanted to, because everything gets produced over in China. Yep. Our whole production, our whole steel weight, and so forth. Now I understand when, unfortunately, when Trump uses the mantra of let's make America great again he goes back to he's trying to have everybody go back to the philosophy and the lifestyle of the 50s and the 60s okay but the problem is this that was a perfect storm that happened during that time frame Europe was in disarray China was in disarray uh the, Amer- the South America was in disarray. Russia was in rebuild. Everybody. So who was the only one that was able to produce goods? We were, mm-hmm. and we could we, we we could charge whatever we wanted and do whatever we wanted. Japan and China said over sixty years ago, especially Japan. Yes, you beat us, but we will win the economic war. And for a time there, they were right. However, everything has shifted to towards China. If you look at China, China has come over here and bought a whole bunch of steel factories. And then what do they do? They tear them down. In essence, they are crippling our ability to be able to function and build our own system. Look at the COVID situation. We didn't even have enough production facilities in Detroit to be able to build air breathing machines. PPE, basic, basic masks, gloves. Right. So if you think about it from a, from 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 a from a a, a a a logistical strategic perspective, if an assault was put on us and we were when we were dependent upon our own people to be able to mass produce, we could do it because we have the physical manpower. We just don't have the facilities in place to just light a switch up, turn the switch on, open everything up, wipe the wipe the cobwebs off, and go into production to be able to do anything. When you when you have when you have majority of our contracts being outsourced, we're in essence crippling ourselves because yes, we have uh, treaties in place with France and treaties in place with the UK and so forth. However, at any given time, they can shut that switch off, and now we don't have anything to defend ourselves. Mm. You know, I get a lot of pushback and downright hate. Because I openly say that I agree with some of the things that Trump said. 
we need to bring those manufacturing facilities we home. We do. You can't complain about unemployment. You can't complain about uh, almost half the country being out of work when we've outsourced all those jobs overseas. We, 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 we are to blame for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we I am all for global trade, but I'm not for globalization. Mm. Not for international supply chains. We saw that when people were trying to buy toilet paper. Yeah. What happens when global supply chains shut down and the stuff that we're accustomed to getting from China goes bad? Oh, we bye. saw what happens when strawberries and avocados don't come up from Mexico. We saw what happened when shale and syrup and agricultural products can't get into the country from Canada. We saw what happened when global supply chains shut down, right? I am not an isolationist. God, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I am America first. I'm not saying I'm a Trump America first. That's a difference. But yeah, bro, you you're a diehard patriot in my, right, in my right. opinion. But we need to be able to do eighty to ninety percent of the things that we need. Even seventy percent. Right. Even seventy percent. Just have the, the the logistical means right. to be in place so that this way if we need to employ and, and, and do what we need to do to be able to defend ourselves and or to be able to uh uh, supply the food that is needed. Because yes. what people don't realize is that when Maslow's hierarchy of needs crumples and fails, not what you have, you, you won't be able to manage what's going on outside outside our borders. We won't be able to manage what's going on inside. Yep. Because if you have no food or water or shelter, nothing else is important at exactly. that point in time. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening, you will literally have America imploding from the inside because the individuals can't even focus in on the ener- on, on, to focus energy on the outside that would be someone who would be a threat to us. Now, however, based on that, all these worlds, all, all these countries know this is not the time to wage an attack. This is not the time to attack an embassy. This is not the time to attack a Marine Corps camp or an Army fort or whatever the case may be. Fuck around and find out. What will happen is you will give everybody a battle cry like the Alamo was. Fuck around that would be out. that would be the that would be the rallying point for all Americans, and then 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 Stone, as as, as you said, that would be the the essence of trying to get a reconciliation because now the enemy of my enemy becomes my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, when you said that, brother, first thing that came to my mind was when Ronald Reagan was standing in front of the United Nations and said how different the world would be if there was an attack from an alien species mm. ways to to galvanize the spirit of the world what we need is a cause to rally around as Americans something that transcends race something that transcend, transcends gender something that transcends all of the normal divisive things removes 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 right removes religion removes money you know ideology ideology let's 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 keep it real let's keep it real we as men right we all know that what's the two main things that'll break up a brotherhood 
women and money, right? What's the main two things that separate everybody in the world? Money and religion. You know, we need something that's gonna, that's gonna galvanize us yeah. and 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 make our intestinal fortitude come to the forefront. Yeah. So that this way we can rally. We all thought that COVID would be that rallying call. Right. But however, based on how the the, the, the president administration handled this mm. and the lies, and because of all the lies that he put out, you know, into into privileged America, that hey, this is just a virus. Allow it to take its course. Uh, this is not real. For all those individuals, and this has been suppressed, and it's hurt my stomach as I talk about it, for you to tell me that this is not real, listen, you dumb motherfuckers. I know people who have died from this, who have been affected by this. Families have been changed by this. Yep. We're not talking about why the, 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 the hospitals want to label the cause of, of death for COVID. We know it's a financial situation, but this shit is fucking real. Get your head out your ass. Mm. Mm. I'm not even going to go into the COVID thing. I'm going to leave that alone. No, let's go into the COVID thing. <laughs> but we can talk about cigars. We need to lighten this conversation <laughs> up. Because I, war- I, war- I warned Smoke World I was going to drop F-bombs on this show. Break it down, break it down, break nah, it down, break nah. it down, break let's it go, down. Let's go back to the cigars. Let's go back to some cigars, man. Listen, bro. I tell folks, man, how many blends, fillers, cuts that we going to talk about? At the end of the day, we can always talk cigars. So hold yeah. on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out. That's not a good question for my man to the right here. Oh, right? God, here we go. You know what I mean? No, because I'm we, just we, keeping we it real. At the end of the day, we, listen, we, we, we smoke, intro smoke, smoke. You, you, the you, cigars. Your crib is like 25,000 square feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> this man to talk about 25,000 blends on us. <laughs> you but know what I mean? He'll, he'll, you know. I, we'll be lost in here. We, 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 <laughs> we go into the rabbit hole on that one, man. Yeah, we, got, we got to keep it simple on that. Like, we got to say, hey, let's, okay, let's do this. Well, I'm gonna shut you down right there. All Not right. shut you down. That's the wrong. No, no, no. You did. But bring me back. The cigar culture. Oh. This is what we do. The right. cigar is just the base. Right. We go into conversations when we at the lounge. We get into some deep conversations, whether we at the lounge or we smoke. No matter what. Yeah, yeah. This is what the cigar culture does. We have great conversations. I'm smart enough to know to bring smarter brothers to me. Thank right. You. That know what's going on in life. Just whether it be cigars or life. So I'm that guy. Right. I don't know too much about nothing. But I know I'm smart enough to say, yo, my man, he knows a lot. So, Bring so, him on. So let's start off with a good conversation. This is always this is always one of my favorite conversations. So I'm going to leave the Smoke World questionnaire if I can. <laughs> so, so, so Smoke World, how did you get involved in cigars? And what got you bit into the bug? Because that's always a good thing. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, it was 1995. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I was in the country of Mexico mm. on vacation, relaxing, laying on the beach with my feet in the sand. And for so whatever was, so, reason. So you was getting a natural pedicure, huh? Absolutely. Okay. As the sun <laughs> rayed upon my lovely skin and body, uh. I said, you know what I'm going to do while I'm sitting out here? I'm going to have me a cigar. And from that point. I had a cigar. Now, don't ask me which cigar that was because I don't recall. That's but not nonetheless, important. that's not important. 
Well, you know, some folks were, you know, do you remember your first cigar? Of course I remember my first cigar, but I do, but I don't. I couldn't tell you the name of the cigar. Right, right. So with that being the case, back in 1995, that started something for me that became a culture. Uh, it became able, a lifestyle, bro. Absolutely. And I was able to lifestyle. turn a lot of my brothers on to that particular culture and yes. lifestyle. Yes. Because, again, yes. folks always ask you the question, who don't smoke cigars? Why do you smoke cigars? That's the question I always get. I, I get that. I get that. New World, how, how'd, you get, how'd you get bit by that bug, man? It was interesting for me, man. I, um, I just moved back from San Diego. I was living in Columbia, Maryland. And <clears throat> I had a next-door neighbor from a house that I was renting. And the wife was so nice to me. But the husband just never wanted to speak to me. Of course not. And he had, uh, you know, stars and bars, bumper sticker on the back of his truck. And, you know, I could feel the, the heat coming off of him. Uh, but, you know, in typical fashion, I knew he wasn't going to say nothing to me. <clears throat> but one day, I was walking in the house and the wife said, yo, you, you need to get to know the neighbor because he seems like a really nice guy. He speaks to us all the time. You know, you need to talk to him. So one day I'm coming home from work and the guy comes out and was like, yo, my wife says I need to get to know you. Get in the car. I want to take you somewhere. Now, mind you, mm-hmm. this dude got a rebel flag sticker on the back of his truck. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, can you picture huh? that? Dad? Can you picture that? Okay, sir. <laughs> and I have to ask a question, sir. Uh, you know what I mean? Not for nothing, but the audience is listening. And radio is theater of the mind. Right, right. So was this. White, black. He was very white. Did he have a low rider? He was white. And was the wife white? The wife was white as well. Okay. Okay. Proceed, sir. I apologize. When when he was like, yo. Did he have the big mutters on him? No, no, not that one. (laughs) And so he was like, yo, man, you know, get in the truck. I want to take you somewhere. Get in the truck. I want to take you somewhere. Uh, I sized him up. This dude is like 65, maybe 70. He's an old dude. Please you can take him. So in my mind, I'm like, unless he shoots me, ain't no way in hell this dude going to get over on me. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me just drop my bag. Take my bag in the house, come back outside, get in the car. And he takes me to this place called Davidus Cigar Lounge in Columbia, Maryland. And we go in. He asked me if I've ever had a cigar before. I was like, yeah, a long time ago, but, you know, that wasn't really my thing. We walk in, and I pick up a Padermo champagne. Mm-hmm. And he has a flask with him, right? I don't know what was in it. It was just brown. <laughs> and this guy who I ordinarily would never speak to or communicate with or associate myself with, Ended up being one of the nicest people I've ever met. Mm. And we sat there at Davidis. It got drunk as shit. <laughs> sipping on this flask. And I smoked uh, Padermo champagne. And I smoked a Flor de Oliva. Two cheap cigars. Right? Not cheap. That's not what I want to say. Whoa. Budget. Whoa. Right. Hey, hey, they about to, hey, they're going to sponsor us. Don't, don't take, <laughs> right. Sorry, sir. Yeah, yeah. Right. He didn't yeah. mean that. Two budget cigars, okay? Economically <laughs> yeah. feasible. That was. He needs that sponsorship. Right. <laughs> Smoke World! <laughs> <laughs> but that was when I, I fell in love with cigars. I was like, wow, 
I'm the only raisin in the pudding here. <laughs> but see now, back to you, brother A. He remembered which cigar he smoked. I don't remember. I, the only thing I tell you, brother, it had a green label. And it wasn't probably one of those. But smoke, the, whole, was point no is, the whole point is, brother, is that you tried it and enjoyed it, brother. Oh, I loved it, brother. You know what I mean? Then you got bit by that, by that, yes. by that tobacco leaf. It's a Ooh. And you was done. So, so leading to those questions right there. Whoa, Don't try to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, 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 yo, listen, I took a yes, hostile sir. takeover on Smoke that. World. You know? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, we bring to you live and living color. Security! <laughs> <laughs> so, Smoke World, what have you. So, you brought up why people always ask you why you smoke cigars. Yes. And you know, I get the same question. I'm sure Noir does, but you know, he smokes like 50 a day. <laughs> so, he smoke I a box think, a day. Yeah, yeah. 24 so, you know, cigars. We, we don't, you know, on, I, think, I, think, I think people on, you know, forgot the question, right? But what have you found? Why do you smoke cigars? And we, you and I have talked about this because we used to ride. Right. Right. So you know where I'm going with this question. Yeah. What have you found to be the benefits or the, or the pros of being in the cigar life and, and being around, those, around these individuals or being around that lifestyle? What has been the pros for you? Um, you're listening to it right now on Smoke World. The brothers in this room right now. This is the love the cigar culture, right. the lifestyle, but the brothers and sisters that you meet yep. become like family. So that whole concept in itself, yep. and going back into when we said ride, we talk about motorcycles, folks. Okay, the best way I would describe it would be, okay, I rode a motorcycle. Now it's great, you go out and ride by yourself. Not too bad. But when you get the boys together, it's a whole different experience yep. opposed to just riding by yourself and that's how the cigar culture works for yes. me yes like i said but you know if you listen to a previous podcast we talk about cigars and relationships how that you meet individuals that become like family right and like i said this is a prime example that you guys are blessing me right yeah. now yeah shout out to, to beyond Keith, the, Keith and Rose. absolutely right shout out to Keith and that y'all here right now yep. my brothers that i love that i rock with Based on the cigar. That's right. So that's real talk right there, brother. Word. What about you, Noir? What uh, what what, what are the pros that that you've encountered with being involved and wrapped up into into the uh, cigar life itself? Now, before he goes deep into it, uh, Smoke World would like to say that you know crypto and currency and Bitcoin is a leading <laughs> yes. analysis and leader in his field. Now. So I'm giving I'm giving the hype plug for him. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of that, sir, you need to plug that. Right. So before you answer the question, sir, All right. he will plug. Please let them know where they can find you. You can check me out at cigarsandcrypto.com. My podcast is Cigars and Crypto. Um, I have some real big surprises coming up this year. This will be my third year doing my show. Congratulations, uh, sir. Thank you so much, sir. I'm at 138 episodes so Damn. far. And I've uh, got about maybe five or six more in the cut. So that's coming out soon. I'm literally tweeting out right now for my followers and my listeners 
that they need to check out Smoke World. Oh, I'm God on Instagram, you. Twitter, oh, Facebook. Wow. I'm wow. tweeting out right now that y'all need to follow me and you need to follow him. Um, the one thing that I can say about cigar smoking is I've met people that I would never meet ordinarily mm. by smoking cigars from all walks of life. Law enforcement, judges, uh, developers, multimillionaire, cigar company owners, um, crypto people who I didn't realize were either into cigars or wanted to get into cigars. Mm -hmm. It transcends all racial, gender divides. It's just an awesome culture and movement. No. Mm. That's what I'm talking about right there. So with with that deep love and deep thoughts from both brothers, I'm passing it back to Smoke World. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you now the only one. E-Money. Sir, you didn't answer the question. You asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> He asked a question, but he didn't answer right, the question. Right, right. Hey, man, I, I, now, I, enjoy, I enjoy everybody else's story, brother. Well, we love that you do, you but now it's your turn. So. so, ladies and gentlemen. Which question you want? Which Sir, okay, want? when did you get started? How did you get started? We're going right back to that. So, I remember as a young buck, I would see in the, uh, in the uh, mafia movies, a brother would smoke a cigar, and I was always mesmerized by it. I remember when I got older, I was, you know, I never smoked weed or anything, so smoking to me was... He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, I never inhaled. So, uh... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's right. So, uh... Lies again. <laughs> so I remember my, my first cigar I had, it was, um, with my boy Wallace Jones. Uh, young boy. Um, that I'm sorry, I had you gotta get this whole government up. Yep, yep, threw it okay. out there, brother. Because you know what? He's, he's okay. legit. Got a, got, a, got a great family, lives in Wells, Pennsylvania, <laughs> doing this thing. And uh, Wallace lived around the corner from me. And uh, we, our first cigar together was a Macanudo. Macanudo? Macanudo. Because back in 1990, that was supposed to be yeah, like the most expensive. That and and ah. if you were smoking a Macanudo, that yeah. was it. Negative. So we <laughs> <laughs> So if you were smoking that, you was doing something serious. Right, right, right. That was fierce. Right? And uh, I remember um, I got hooked. And uh, what's funny is it was only a few of us that were smoking at the time because during that time frame, it was really frowned upon to smoke a cigar. Uh, I remember. Uh, where did you live? I I, I don't recall hey man, that I, being yeah, well, the case. Well, just just being down here, brother. And I, you know, oh, I'm you was in going, Delaware. I'm well, sorry, Delaware, yeah, Philly. Yeah. You know, whoa, whoa, don't yeah, play yeah, Philly. Yeah, oh, yeah, whoa, brother, yeah, whoa, security. <laughs> I, 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 I have to interrupt the story I, I, a little I, I, bit. I go to nights on Ladies and gentlemen, I have to put a disclaimer <laughs> out there. Sacks and tags and fees may be acceptable. we didn't have a problem in Philly. It's it's interesting how the culture and, and the lifestyle has grown and been more and more accepted. Uh, you know, you see women now smoking. Yes. Uh, you see women now in the lounges and so forth. Uh, so um, that, that was my first cigar. And then from that, I went into Infuse for a while. Okay. And then, um, then I started to venture out into the mild cigars. And I stayed, I really stayed 
uh, closed-minded and stayed in mild because uh, when they when I would read in Cigar International or read online and, and uh, they would say hey uh, medium full or full I just thought that was just too much for me so I never ventured out in the last five to six years I've really started trying a lot of different blends and different uh, different body cigars and found what I've liked and what I haven't liked so okay. um, that's been that's been my journey uh, with cigars as far as trying now the second question that I try to avoid is what has been the pros for me is, is exactly what Noir has said um, you and I have talked about motorcycles and what that meant to me for me motorcycle riding I majority of my best friends that I have now still to this day ride or die and they're across the country now I met through ride mm-hmm. and uh, since I don't ride as much um, and because the culture has really exploded if you look at uh, what has happened you had Sikar Lounge that was here in, in Wilmington um, that's been around I would say what 10, 12, 13 years or so easily yeah. right um, they, they could do and, and, and say and sell and whatever they wanted they had it because they was the one one all and be all right mm-hmm. but you know since since then you had E Squared over at Omar expanding and you have Spartan Lounge down in Elkton um, it's really blown up and then you have the Davidoff shop up in Philadelphia and and, and, uh, and some other uh, lounges across that that's grown. I mean, even down in Atlanta, there's 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 a uh, a shop that I went to where you literally have to get the code from the concierge to hit the the numbers on the phone oh, book the phone, to the come red in. Booth like, or like that. yeah, uh, it's called the Red Booth, and uh, so you, I've really seen how it's grown and, it, and it's been accepted. And you know, shout out to the millennials because you know the millennials have really pushed the, the bourbon rush back, right? And, and avocado and toast, exactly. <laughs> so and you know because of, because of them youngsters, um, that bourbon push has really been back, you know, and, and, and it's allowed us to experience a lot of bourbons, some good bourbons with with some good cigars. So for me, uh, because of all these lounges opening up, and because of uh, I, man, we forgot tobacco fields too when that was oh, yeah, when that was popping, yeah, yeah, right? Definitely. So. Nicky Nick, you know you go Johnny in there John. and shout out to my frat brother Mason's on the, on the set, you know. So you know it's uh, you would you you end up meeting a lot of people that you would never normally cross paths with in life because their journey and their bubble in life is over here, so it never allows for the circles to intersect themselves, and 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 you being in that circle, you're always in the point of that circle, so it allows them circles to overlap. And be able to meet individuals and be able to forge friendships that become like brothers. And, yes. and, and, you, and you ride or die for them cats and you lay down your life for them. So you never thought that a simple cigar sitting yeah. down in the lounge. And then, you, and then you, you know, the other good thing is having deep conversations, uh, learning someone's background, hearing what they've been through. Those are experiences that you would probably never get. Mm. Being in your own little world, so when you when you sit down and you talk to someone, like like Elder at Tobacco Fields, yeah. you know we always had to deal with his his golf on two stations. But <laughs> See you know, sitting there, news. sitting there looking at him, you, you never think this man, a, a professor at University of Delaware, a a and a stout writer for the columns, you know for. Yeah. 
New York you Times. You never know who you never know who you who you run into and who you That's get true. to get to rub elbows with and just chop it up and have a good old fashioned conversation, which is what you millennials need to learn about. Watch Yo, man, can I say something real quick? Yes, sir. Shout out to Omar at Cigar C Squared. Um, this pandemic has really hit that business hard. Always support your local brick and mortars. Yes. So if you're listening to this and you're in the Philadelphia, Wilmington area, make sure you stop over at E-Square Cigars. Uh, on Twitter, they're at Cigars underscore E-Square. Make sure you support the brother. Hey, Omar, I know you're listening. Yo, where you at? We set up a date. Yeah, I'm putting you on blast. I still love you. Get your butt over here, brother. We're going to bring Omar <laughs> on so Omar can explain and break down your Philly boy like me. Yeah, yeah. And then, He's going to get a breakdown of E-Square. Get him to talk about his book, too, that he wrote. Whoa. Did y'all hear that? Say it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got a book? For, 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 y'all, for, for y'all that don't know, so again, when we talk about the cigar culture and, and motorcycles and how it transcends all cultural barriers and, and religions and so forth, because of the love of the leaf, and then when Omar found out that I rode, we was we was chopping up and we were sharing stories. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, "Yo, I think it would be a great idea. You know, we always have these ideas. Of course, that's what know? we did when we smoked. Yeah, smoking yeah. gives you ideas, right? Right. And uh, and drinking, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I was like, "Hey, you know, it'd be a great idea to write a book about all this stuff." And he was like, "I did." Wow. So he handed me his book. So I'm not going to tell you the book. Just, okay. Just ask the brother. About the book. To buy the buy the book from the brother. Say no more. You know Say what I mean? No more. So, so so it's it's an easy read. Uh it's only maybe a half inch thick, so it's not a lot a lot in there. So when you read the shenanigans and so forth, mm. it's uh it's a good read. So support that brother on that book as well. Absolutely. Now going back to Noir's point, folks, if you're listening, no matter where you live at, again, support your brick and mortars because yes. again, we couldn't do none of this without that. Yes. At the end of the day, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm economically feasible when it comes to those pricing cigars. <laughs> Does that mean I don't like nice cigars and pricey cigars? Of course I do. But I don't want to have to pay for them. Robbery homicide. Yes. <laughs> so with all that being said, folks, again, brick and mortar is the places that we can sit down, enjoy ourselves, meet the brothers and sisters of the leaf, do our thing, and make moves. Brothers, is there anything y'all like to share before we break out? Because we was really getting to the end today. We talking about a lot of stuff, brothers. Yeah, I want to share one thing. Yo, yes, man, sir. your studio is amazing. Oh, God, gonna bless you, brother. I've Thank you, sir. I've been staring at the art, all the cigars, and, and the graphics all over the wall. Um, the studio is I'm, amazing. I'm going to tell you a little secret there, buddy. Um, you know, I'm kind of, not saying, I don't want to use the word cheap, but when I was putting this little place together, I went and looked and said, okay, let me find some cigar paraphernalia. Oh, that's expensive. Wow. I don't like that. Hey, I got a lot of magazines. And the dollar store sells frames. So I cut those <laughs> magazine pictures out, my brother, and said, here you go. And so what you see mostly is so, a combination so, so, of... So, so what you're saying is a shabby chic? Mind your business. Okay. So, and then being blessed... With some of the little signs you see here and there from some of the uh, brick and mortar, again, right. and at the brick right. and mortar, they show world. some love and say, hey, you go, stone, yeah. you can have that. Yeah, you smoke, bro. Every time we catch up with you, man, you just keep raising the level on us. Hey, baby, you know, it's 2021. That's what we're going to do. Cigars and crypto will come to you. At the end of the year, that's going to be a millionaire right there. 
You heard it first right here on Smoke World, baby. Listen to what I'm telling you. What's the day's day? I want to mark the date because when y'all say rewind the tapes, let's rewind the tapes. The day is what? The 10th of January 2021. Let's rewind this tape on this. We're going to bust a move. So, so cigars and crypto. So, if if, if y'all don't know, Noir also does a a uh, concierge service for cigars. This is his passion. This is what he does. Uh, He really loves what he does. And uh, he's really trying to push out that service. But also, he's He's also trying to push out two or three blends that'll have his label on. Well, say it again. Say it again. Two or three Smoke blends. World. So I vote, I, vote, I vote the first one be called Nevaeh. I'm down again. with it. I love that name. I love that name. I love that name, yeah. brother. I love that. I'm so, sorry. I cut you off, brother. No. I, mean, I, I mean, I, did, I apologize. <laughs> no, that so was the whole. So did I. I thought it was the energy. That was it. But no, Smoke, you knew you had to come back on my show, right? Brother, I'll be honored. Yeah. Honored. Matter of fact, man, let's show, make brother. this. Matter of fact. Let's make this monthly. Yo, that's, listen, Ooh. that's what I want to do with you brothers. Folks, you're listening right now. Again, January, what's the 10th? January 10th, 2021. These brothers that you're hearing, we went, hell, we went for a little bit on this podcast. Yeah, we did. I mean, we ran out of liquor. Listen, I know we did. I got something <laughs> in the back. It's coming. My y'all business. Don't be judging me, folks. Listen. Yeah, but no, we want to do this again. I want to do this with you brothers on a monthly basis. Hey, man, I'm for it. Can I get that commitment right now? I got, yo, brother, listen. I got to check. Listen, I do what I want to do, but I got to check my wife first. Yeah, you know what you it know is. What I mean? You know what it is. Everybody Don't talk knows. gangster. Yeah. Don't talk yeah, gangster because yeah. you know better. But before we bounce out, 357, all my Masonic brothers out there, one love. Keep your head up. Prince Hall, H and Free, get it together. One. Brother Noir, anything, brother, before we shut it down, brother? I appreciate you, brothers, being my brothers. Uh, on Smoke World. Nah, man. I appreciate the invitation, brother. Thank you Come for on. hearing yeah. me out. Come on, man. Yeah, Smoke. So so thank you for having me. Thank you for having Noir. Thank you for, for your wife for allowing us to be doing what we do. Thank you, brothers. Listen, we pound our chests all we want, but we know what's happening. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know what, what it mean? is. And on that shout out, shout out to my wife, Shannon. Love you. Hey, you're the best. You bring the best out of me. Oh. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, listen, folks. Appreciate y'all listening to another episode of Smoke World. Again, you can follow me on Instagram at SmokeWorld50. I tell you this every time. I'm setting something up new this year where we're going to actually be able to have you call me and we're going to be able to put this on the air. We're going to have a conversation. So, again, send Sounds those like emails. Bro. Mind your business. Send those emails <laughs> to SmokeWorld50 at gmail.com. Folks, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, to the station. We love you. Keep smoking. Stay safe. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Peace.